This is Real Streamers. Hey, I'm Eric. And I'm Ryan. And hey, Ryan. Hey, Eric. So it says here that we're going to review movies and stuff. Is that true? Yeah, man. We're going to be going over all the stuff that's releasing while we're locked down during COVID, and we got stuff to talk about. Nice. So I can put all this vitamin talk and notes and stuff that I had planned aside, right? Yes, please. Save that research, though, in case uh, that vaccine fails us. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is not a vitamin talk podcast. No, no, no. We are going to steer away from that. This is total fun, good energy, and everything that uh, helps us distract us from this craziness going on right now. So let's talk about today's film. Uh, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. It made $103 million opening weekend. It made $412 million uh, domestically. And it made $821 million worldwide total. That's a lot of cheddar right there. That's a lot of money. All right. Starring Gail Gadot, Chris Pine, directed by Patty Jenkins from 2017. We're going into the Wayback Machine, Ryan. We're going all the way back to the year 2017. All right. Good times and good movies. (laughs) Good times and good movies. This is Wonder Woman. What is your mission? To stop the war. What war? The war to end all wars. Weapons far deadlier than you can ever imagine. The war can be ours. Wherever you are, you are in more danger than you think. I cannot stand by while innocent lives are lost. Be careful, Diana. Who is this woman? She's my um, secretary, sir. She's a very good secretary. All right, let's 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 go over it just really quickly. Here's the uh, here's a quick rundown from IMDb. It says, when a pilot crashes and tells of conflict in the outside world, Diana, an Amazonian warrior in training, leaves home to fight a war, discovering her full powers and true destiny. Does Watch that make out. sense? Does that make sense, Ryan? That makes total sense, and I love it how that's a total undersell of the movie clearly we're talking about wonder woman here but i wish the trailer was this discreet about the whole movie yeah there's 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 not much going on in that synopsis but whatever true it is very mundane and to the point but we are talking about wonder woman we all know what we're getting into all right let's get into our little topics of discussion here ready let's do it all right first one does the trailer live up to the movie what do you think, Ryan? I think it definitely lives up to the hype of the movie. Uh, for me, the trailer even gave away, like I said earlier, a little bit too much. I wish it was a little less detailed. I think a lot of the action scenes were shown in the trailer. But at least what I did like about it is that it didn't capture the moment. But I still think the trailer, either way, the trailer got you hyped up for the movie. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it did tell a little too much, but I think it needed that. I think they needed to hit a home run here and, and whatever they could do to get people in the seats. They had to do that. It, it's, it's very like you can't mess up a comic book trailer. All right. Next up, best character. Uh, my best character is Diana Hanzam. She easily carried this movie. Uh, she played a full gamut of emotions. She played it all well. She was heroic. She was strong. She was naive. She was a little clueless at times, which is perfect because uh, it showed like her humanity. Uh, it made you like her a lot more, especially that 
ice cream scene where where she tries ice cream for the first time. Awesome. She had great co- comic timing. Um, she didn't need any of that fake edginess, you know, that that are in other DC movies. She wasn't sad or it's true or moody or anything like that. Life lesson, kids. If you want to be <laughs> cool, be who you are. Don't try to be something else. That's true. She did give you that feeling of it's okay to be yourself and go and mature along the way. For me, um, the best character I'd have to say was Steve Trevor. Oh, Steve. Oh, <laughs> oh Steve is right. For him to uh, jump around and play as a spy, I think, and work as an ally with Diana and going back and forth with the big mission of needing to be done and ultimately him sacrificing himself at the end for the uh, big picture to where he tells her you can save the world later, you know, and he'll take the bullet. Now I think that's, that's just for the great. Really awesome. Yeah, exactly. And, and it was just, you know, really admirable to see. And, and it helps you also uh, identify with Diana more as to someone that had to give up someone they love or something that they love for, you know, what, what their reason is to do things now. And I think that's also part of Steve's character that is played by Chris Pine. He does such a great job as to, you don't get distracted by this is, you know, Captain Kirk playing another guy now, you know, this is his own character. This is his own guy. And it makes you root for both of them and both of them to be together. Yeah. They make a good team. A uh, good uh, one-two punch, definitely. All right, moving on. So we got the worst character. Ryan, who stuck up the joint? For me, it was all of the villains. None of the villains were really worth it. But um, the one that stood out to most was uh, General M. Bison Ludendorff. I just got Street Fighter Two vibes the whole time and was just waiting for him to shoot across the screen during the uh, battle with Diana. And I don't know, it just, to me, once that villain is a little bit flaw of a character, it kind of sets the mood for the whole movie. No villain really stuck out in this as a, as a real, real threat. And I don't know, I just think that just goes to show you how well uh, the character in Diana and Steve did in playing their movies to where, you know, you can carry on worrying about their story more than the actual fight with the villains in my opinion it was between either aries or dr poison but Uh i think dr poison uh edged out aries only because uh she played it bad more consistently than he did (laughs) when he was sir patrick he was fine i had no no issue with him at all okay uh dr poison from the beginning she was uh i think maybe played it a little overly dramatic a little um, theatrical with her movements and everything. Okay. Um, very sort of like um, Wicked, Wh- Wicked Witch of the West. Eek, Wicked Witch of the East? East? Yeah. East, East. Right? East. Okay. East. <laughs> she had that sort of vibe going on, which was, you know, not scary or, or threatening, I, I didn't think. Yeah, you're right. It looked like you could have just thrown water on her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Do, do you remember that scene where um, her and Ludendorff throw that um, that bomb into the like higher higher uh, upper command of the uh, other Nazis and then close the doors and stuff like that and just started gl- giggling at each other? Do you remember that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, were, that kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought they were going to like break into like song and dance after that. 
Yeah, it, yeah. It's like, where is this going? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. a little over the top, you guys. Yeah, I agree. The whole villain in general, where it's just, it was just hard to, to really narrow in on, like, be afraid of one of these guys. I think. Yeah, agreed. All right, next up, we've got the scene, the scene that makes the movie. What do you got, Ryan? For me, it is totally the uh, war scene where Diana comes out as Wonder Woman in uh, No Man's Land, and she just comes out full guns blazing. Well, they're actually shooting at her, and she's just ricocheting all the bullets coming out, and the music backdrop with her just destroying everything and coming to her own, I think is just awesome, and... I think that's one of the things that DC is doing right. And I do love that it was able to be a woman um, getting through the battlefield and just showing her strength throughout the whole battle. And I think that just is the story of the whole movie. Uh, My favorite scene is the uh, alley fight scene. Nice. Yeah, it's classic, I think, comic book scene. It had everything. It had you know, a little bit of comedy in the beginning, a little comedy at the end. I had uh, a reveal with the ricocheting bullets. I think that the, she, she revealed that for the first time that she could do that. It had yeah. great action um, and ended with uh, Etta Candy, which was funny. And it was, uh, it was a really fun scene. Yeah, and uh, fun fact there, that's actually a throwback to Superman 1 where Clark uh, does his first uh, saving bullet from Lois. If you look at the imagery and the colors, they, they all pretty uh, match up pretty well, even to the detail of the raincoats. So I think that's a pretty cool fun fact. Ooh, fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> all right, now for the low point, Ryan. <sighs> yeah, the worst, the worst scene of the movie. The scene where they lost you, or you're like, what the hell is happening? Or, you know, what the F? Or... What? Yeah, I, I know that the, the kind of like really like come on. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. For me, it was the just the casual ending of it all, um, starting with the sudden uh, flashpoint when uh, General Ludendorff and Ludendorff. Yeah, like what the, what what the hell is that flashpoint about? And then a uh, WWE style coming from behind reveal of Ares actually being the bad guy and now they have to battle. So it's kind of like just seemed lazy thrown together. We've seen this before where it's the least guy you suspect or, or the weakest link. And now all of a sudden he's this great strong warrior. Yeah. Usually, usually usually if there is sort of an, an unexpected twist, I mean, they usually hint it somewhere, right? Yeah, or or at least make it a, a little believable or something, you know, like, I don't know, come up with something that neutralizes or I don't. Yeah, I agree with you there. That that was my worst scene of the movie as well. The final battle scene with Ares. Uh, yeah, bad review. I didn't like uh, who they casted as Ares uh, with his push broom mustache, pushing through his armor of junk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that he put together with all the the, the wreckage of the plane and, and whatever else was lying around. It, it, he made a bad God of War. I, I did not buy him as 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 that, uh, including the very cartoonish uh, CGI. I was more interested in what was happening around them, you know, with with the soldiers and with yeah. 
with with uh, Steve Trevor going up in the plane. I was more interested in that. I, I think I was more interested in what Eddie Candy was doing somewhere else on a telephone <laughs> in, some other, yeah, in another part of a country uh, than than what was going on in this scene. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think what what I liked about the other uh, the vibe going on with the other guys was that it had a kind of like a Ocean Elevens aspect, like to where they were up to a plan that had to be. Yeah, it's like a caper. Yeah, and and with, with this battle scene, it was just kind of like, eh, whatever, you know? Like they're battling. Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. Next topic here is the message. What message did you get from watching the movie, Ryan? For me, it announces that DC is back. It shows that they are listening to their audiences and that they want to show happy movies and that not everything is so dark and emo, disappointing. Like, you know, you want to just run into traffic, you know, and then be a superhero. (laughs) So, I mean, I love that this was positive. This kept a a good message going throughout and that you don't have to worry about the uh, superhero nearing uh, psyche valve at the end of it. Yeah, I'm I'm with that. Um, I have sort of a different look on it. I think it's basically Wonder Woman should be sort of running DC as their like franchise star character. I think yeah. uh, I think I think the other movies should like follow this sort of template, or even should have followed like Superman. Like imagine Superman with this much like humanity and and sort exactly. of like passion and sort of a little bit more joy than than what it ended up to be. I mean, I think they would have. I think it would have definitely changed the traje- trajectory of, uh, of of the DC universe. If they yeah, they didn't need to make him that way. Exactly. They didn't need to make him like such a dark badass that he's a biker all of a sudden. Like it's Superman, dude. Like the guy's in the middle of freaking the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. This, in, in this movie, they didn't worry about, they didn't worry about it being like too cool or not cool enough or they they just made a good movie, you know. Yeah. They made a good like um, feel good basically movie. Exactly, something everybody could get behind. Yes. All right, moving on. Ryan, do you hear that? Sorry, was that me? Do you hear that? Do I hear, do you hear that? What? Music, Ryan. Music. <laughs> let's talk about the music of the movie. Love it. All right, let's start grooving. <laughs> What'd you think? Well, uh, I love the movie. Uh, with the music, the soundtrack, I thought everything matched up really well. Um, I think that's one thing DC is doing right now, even though they do get emo and dark sometimes. At least they match up the music well with the fighting scenes, everything lately, and and getting able to play uh, more modern rock bands and, and just doing a new twist to even old songs. And I think in this movie, um, the whole time, the music matches up really well with uh, each scene. All right, going back to Batman versus Superman, the only good thing about that movie was Wonder Woman's reveal and the music she had. And I think yeah. uh, they carried that and they brought it to this movie, which was, I think, a no-brainer and definitely needed to happen. And that's what I think of the music. Okay, next topic. Deluxe. Cinematography. <laughs> In the colors. <laughs> In the colors, Ryan. How did the movie look to you? I think this movie was beautifully done, super sexy the whole time. Um, the aspects from the jungle to the city life, you just see the difference in color and imagery. 
And I think the whole time you're just lost in the actual scene. Like you feel a part of it. You're not distracted by overly done uh, dramatics. And I think that the uh, grittiness from the city really comes through in every one of the fighting scenes. And you really just capture the emotion along with the background. Yes, color. Again, comparing to the uh, other DC movies, they turned up the color a little bit on this one, which is good. Or they actually used color, which is good. Um, even it being 1940s, you know, wartime Europe, yeah. which is usually sort of like when you think about that, you know, it's usually like drab and sort of like gray Dark. or brown or whatever. Right. And yeah. No, they did a really good job really popping a lot of color and, and, and making it feel very warm and, and easy on the eyes. Okay, Ryan, we got a couple more to go. The end. Did you like how this movie ended? Overall, yes. I think it was a fun movie throughout. Uh, you really don't want it to end, so it's hard to really come up with a satisfying ending, I think. That's the uh, difficulty in this movie. So I think no matter what, they were going to be having to come up with a difficult task. What I do love about it, though, is that the ending doesn't take away from the whole movie. You're not wondering, like, what the hell? No, you uh, leave the movie um, just remembering a lot of different favorite scenes and why you like them and what you want to see again. So I think they did a uh, really great job with the uh, the ending. So no cliffhangers, nothing like, nothing like that. It's a good conclusion, wraps it up nicely. Yeah, I don't think you always need all that. I think sometimes that's just a cheap sell to get you to the next one. We already know what we're getting into with a superhero, so you don't need to do it over with a uh, BS plotline to continue. Like, let's just move on, but let's see more of the character. Uh, yeah, for the most part, I also did like how this movie ended. Um, there is emotion, you know, the human sort of like uh, sacrifice for the greater good. But if we, if we want to get specific about the end end, uh, let's talk about that final, final scene. Final, final scene. Diana comes out of the building, I guess, rooftops. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. I disagree with cool. What? Yes. It's, it's her like jump flying into the sky. She's like jumping or flying one or the other. Yeah. What is she doing? Well, all right. What is uh, Christopher Reeve doing when he's flying outside of the Earth on Superman 1? He's you flying. Know? He's not jumping. But Wonder Woman has that invisible jet. I think it's a tease of the invisible jet. No, she's like she's like in a in a sort of jumping position. She's not in a flying position. But how do you sit in a jet? <laughs> you, you, say, you said it yourself. You sit in it. You don't lean yeah, forward. So, or jump in it. You don't lay in it. She's kind of in a different position. And who knows? Hey, look at the way uh, Christopher Nolan changed up the Batmobile in the first one, where he had all of a sudden um batman lie down inside the batmobile you know things can change who knows what it'll look like yeah but it has to look good this did not look good it just looked sort of like awkward i mean look and i mean you were not saying it's bad (laughs) okay okay good we're in agreement there at least yes (laughs) she needed a a more sort of like iconic sort of like ending scene like in um batman fair enough uh, one of the Tim Burton Batman, where where you're um, scaling the walls and then the uh, the buildings and the bell towers and stuff so, and stuff, and then you see Batman at the end and and the moon. Remember that? Yeah, that was uh, with uh, Catwoman, I believe. Yeah, that's the one exactly. Yeah, that was 
pretty damn iconic. That was. That was really that was done really well. I think she needed something like that. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I think I think at this point we're we're kind of nitpicking because the the whole movie in general was really well done. That's it. Yeah, I didn't know where to go after that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our last topic we have is: Would you watch this movie again, and how many times? Uh, I already watched this four times in the theaters. Okay, so that sort of. <laughs> Yeah, kind of defeats purpose. I saw it in regular. I saw it in IMAX, IMAX 3D, and then in Cinerama Dome, just for the hell of it. Oh, damn. Damn, Ryan. You like <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I will spend, if, I, if I'm into this, I will spend and I will go watch it every time. I will still watch it on TV. Like, if it comes across, I will not change the channel. I love this movie. How about you? Uh, yeah, for sure I'd watch it again, but pay, maybe two and a half more times. <laughs> After hey, that, hey, hey, Ryan. I, you know, I take naps sometimes, so that half, that half is a is half a nap. I get tired. <laughs> I like naps. Leave me alone. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, so the ratings. Uh, we're gonna rate this movie and give it reels. One reel is garbage. Six reels is a perfect movie. Um, anything more than four reels is basically worth your time. You get it, Ryan? Four reels? Because the movie is four reels. Totally. It's totally worth your time. Four reels. <laughs> four reels. <laughs> Anything after that is icing on the cake. It's uh, sprinkles and uh, crushed nuts. And the cherry on top. Fireworks, is... baby. <laughs> <laughs> the cherry on top is the six reels. Or fireworks. Your choice. All right. So let's put all these... Little calculations together, drop it in our computer, and we'll get a rating. All right, Ryan, what's your rating? I'm gonna go with uh, five and a half reels. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think it's a great, almost perfect movie. You know that the like like we both agree on the villains kind of did take us out of it. Other than that, I did think it was um, perfect after that. So for that, I have to knock it down to great and giving it five, five and a half reels, almost great. All right. Uh, we're, we're close in agreement here. Uh, I'm just going to give it the five straight, Yay! no half. I thought it was great. I think <laughs> uh, definitely could have been better. I, I could just imagine if they did those, those villains and that, that last scene a lot better. Oh, it would have been... It would have been Closer to a perfect movie, so perfect, yeah. So, f- five reels for me, nice. All right, and that's it. That's our rating. That's our rating review of this movie. Uh, great movie, and I guess you can't wait to see it again, right, Ryan? I'm about to put it on right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I got uh, one more and a half times to see it, so <laughs> all right, come on over then. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's, let's talk about what's next. Uh, what's next is Wonder Woman 1984. That's what's next. Yeah, that's going to drop on a Christmas Day on HBO Max, and we'll be able to talk about it, go over it. Right now, we got the trailer, which uh, looks very, very appealing. All right. Want to hit that? Let's hit it. Citizens of the world, I'm here to change your life. Anything you dream of, you can have it. 
He'll break you saw goes. Diana, look at you. It's like not one day has passed. I don't want to be like anyone. I want to be an apex predator. You've always had everything, while people like me have had nothing. Well, now it's my turn. Get used to it. That's Wonder Woman 1984. Um, my quick, quick thought. It looks very, very CGI. It, it, it's, it's looks a little gimmicky. I'm, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. I am too. I am a little worried about Kristen Wiig. Um, well, I wouldn't say worried, but I would say that is definitely where my uh, pause is, and I want to see. I hope she can pull it out because she's a great actress. But I'm curious to see what type of villain we're going to see in regards to a uh, female cat aspect. Are we going to get um, Sharon Stone version of Catwoman or are we going to get Michelle Pfeiffer, the one that leaves you intrigued, wanting more? And, you know, or hey, what about Hel- Halle Berry? Are, are exactly. we going to talk about that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what about Halle Berry? <laughs> what about her? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I'm. I'm in agreement yeah. with that. Um, she doesn't sort of have that, I guess, athletic exactly feel, build feel of her. You know, I mean, definitely comedically, she's amazing. But yeah, uh, see, and that was my thing too. I would get her more as a like a psychotic, very, um, you know, unpredictable type character. You know, her sort of esque kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, where she's kind of just. All out crazy, catty, unpredictable. You don't know where she's coming at you from. But, you know, to be a badass powerhouse, I don't know. You know, maybe we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. So that's Wonder Woman 1984. I guess uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah, can't wait. Check that out. And let's see what we get into after that. Oh, yeah. You were talking about um, Justice League, right? Snyder Cut. Yep, the big uh, Snyder Cut release. See what all the... Fans were demanding to be released and uh, see. Hopefully, you can come through and uh, deliver on that big story reprieve from that crap that we saw initially from Whedon. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> 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 Anyways, I guess we'll, we'll wait and we'll find out. Yes, one can hope. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Ryan. We'll see you. All right, Eric. Take care. Have a good one. Adios. Bye, everybody.